Solar Postal Services, Episode 6, The Lavender Lady. Test suite complete. 220 out of 302 tests successful. 11 failures. 71 errors. What? Come on, there were only three failures last time I ran it. What were the errors? Memory leak error. Issues in procedural and event memory. Language module faulty. Unbounded variable, X, in line 1023 in file, main dot. Ugh. Need a break? She already asleep. It's only 3 a.m. Oof. Not like I'm going to sleep anyway. This envelope looks like something. Lots of medical stuff, case study, case study, science, medicine, blah blah blah. These are the original results you requested hard copies of. I don't get why you didn't just print these out when I sent them to you digitally, but here they are. Jeesh. Male privacy violation plus medical privacy violation? Probably shouldn't. <clears throat> now that that's all over with, I have some... Personal news, as well. Now that I've got you, and I don't have to worry about sending personal messages from my work account. It's been some time since we've seen each other, Tasha. Some 50 years since med school. I want you to know that I value our letters very much. I've been trying to be more appreciative of the people I care about. When we were younger, I used to worry that our friendship would become less meaningful if we didn't write often. But... What I've come to realize at my age is that our friendship is special because we don't speak frequently. I now know that we don't have to be constantly writing to have a meaningful relationship. I care about you so much, and I know that you know that. I'm still at Inanna Research Hospital here in Salas Tessera. Henry and I hit our 50th anniversary. He's still as sweet as ever, albeit just as simple as ever. That's actually what I wanted to write to you about. You have to understand, Tasha, that all of the women in my family married men. It's just what the Johnsons do. It's something of a family tradition, the way that we're all doctors and we're all excellent chefs and we all marry men. This is what's expected of us, and I am nothing if not exceptional at following expectations. You've certainly tasted my pasta to attest to this. The problem with following the rules is that it's 
very easy not to think too hard about it. It's easy to follow the set of steps laid out for me and to think, how can I achieve this? And not, why am I doing this? Why did I marry a man? I mean, he's nice enough, but I never had any romantic feelings for him. It just felt like what I was supposed to do. I suppose there was a mental block in my head. Other people got to love women, but not me, because I do not. It doesn't require a great deal of thought to maintain the same tire tracks I've worn into my head for the past 60 years. I probably would have been happy enough if I hadn't thought too hard about it. I was content enough, being pretty inactive in my marriage, just trudging through the days, getting to work early and getting home late. But for better or for worse, I accidentally thought about it. It is embarrassing to admit but it was actually one of the romance novellas my daughter loves so much. She keeps a few in the guest bedroom for when she comes to visit, and you know I love a good book. It was a bodice ripper about two rival pirate women who fought just as often as they... Well, you know. And to me it was just one of those things about fiction, that life isn't really like that, all full of passion and lust and love and adventure but apparently somebody else felt differently. The book, torn and back-broken with a thrift store sticker half-peeled on the back, had been owned by somebody before, and whoever owned it clearly had a passion for text marking. Mostly, the previous owner would just add little lines under their favorite parts in a cheap blue pen, or little winking faces next to the more... rigorous scenes. But there is this one passage, near the beginning of the book, where the first pirate was describing how she felt looking at the second pirate, about the fire in her heart and all that, it was a little flowery, and I thought it was a little silly, but this person had written, this reminds me exactly of how I feel about Sarah. That got me thinking, was there ever a time when I felt like that? So intense about another person? And I knew deep in my heart, that the answer to that was yes. But it wasn't for my husband. I remember the friendship I had with my college roommate, how it never crossed the line from platonic, perhaps, but it was all-consuming, how I loved her with my whole heart, my whole chest, my whole body, how the physicality of our friendship would make my head spin, make me yearn for something. How I would think about her the very first thing in the morning, and the last thing before I went to bed. How I had never felt that way about Henry. It's hard to come back from an epiphany like that. This was the conundrum. Do I stay with this man, who has been my best friend, who I've built my life around? Or am I honest and tell him what I'm feeling? The truth of it all. Would this destroy my life? And for what? The possibility of actually falling in love? I already had a lot of love in my life. Was it selfish to hurt the person I married to sample a different kind of love? I am a straightforward woman, Tasha, and I don't care much for lying. And so I sat Henry down one night over a rich tub of lasagna and told him how I felt. He was confused and a little hurt, maybe, which felt bad, but it also felt right. I felt relieved that he was in on it now. 
We still live together, but more as roommates. Partners in life, sure, but not husband and wife. I have mixed feelings, and I think he does too. But it's what we can do with what we are given. Henry recently said to me, I understand why you did this. Love is always worth it. Times change. I've changed. I've grown. I've blossomed. It's been some time since that happened. A few months at least. And now I'm excited to share with you another piece of news. There is someone new in my life. And she is the most lovely woman. She's the gardener for the hospital. I mentioned to her one day how much I loved the lavender she planted. I had been trying to appreciate the people in my life more. I'm getting close to retirement age, you know, and I'm not getting any younger. I read an article about how appreciating three people out loud every day will make you more grateful, and I'm always one for mindfulness. It always smelled so nice, the lavender, and I thought she should know. So I told her. Well, she blushed and said, Thank you very much. I have poured my heart into the soil to make the flowers bloom. Be gentle with my soul, I'm still learning things every day. And I gotta say, it's priceless holding your hand. After that, she becomes one of those people who you see everywhere. You know when you learn the name of a certain flower, learn how to identify it by whether its leaves are alternating or opposite or whirled, and all of a sudden it's everywhere you go? She noticed me too. I get to work pretty early most days. I'm a morning bird through and through, and I can get easier access to the research tech before everyone gets to the hospital. So I'm walking up to the front door, mind already half into the day's work, and she says, Excuse me? Miss? I turn around. And there she is, warm and plump, with the most wonderful smile, waving at me. I say, hello? And she says, I have something for you, my dear. I'm intrigued. In her hand is a steaming cup of something. She says... I know how much you like lavender, and I saw this lavender tea at the supermarket and thought of you. She gives me the cup of tea, warm in my hand, and says, For my lovely lavender lady. And, well, wasn't that just the thing that made me fall in love? She would ask after my sleeping and eating habits, and I would tell her about the weather forecast, because I wanted her to be more comfortable in her day, and she wanted me to be more comfortable in mine. And then, on very special days, she would produce a gift, lavender, always, and say, for my lovely lavender lady. She calls me her lavender lady, her lavender lady. I just melt thinking about her, Tasha. It took me a long time to realize that when she was giving me her flowers, she was also giving me her heart. 
and I wanted her to know how grateful I was, so I wrote her a thank you note. I hope she doesn't mind that I borrowed a clip of lavender from the shrub in front of the research building. I wanted that special touch. So I wrote her my thank you note on my very best stationery with my very best pen, thanking her for all of the gifts. The flowers, the tea, the cupcake, her. You know how in thank you notes you're supposed to add a personal touch to make it more special? Well, my personal touch was an invitation. I think you know what kind of invitation it was. My note also came with a gift. A small tube of lavender lip balm. With a tiny note in my doctor's chicken scratch. It said, to share? like lavender that much. I like it enough. The same amount as your average person. Although, I like it a lot more now. Just know that I'm happy, Tasha. And I hope that makes you happy too. My life now is worth all of the sacrifices I made. Love is always worth it. With love and appreciation for you, my dear friend. Dr. Margaret Johnson. If tears could fuel superpowers. Thank you for listening to Solar Postal Services. This episode, The Lavender Lady, was written, performed, and produced by Emily Grigg, with theme music by KT Chamez. This episode also featured the incredible song, Love You the Way I Do by friend of the show, Ben Hepner. You can stream it wherever you find music. And hey, I'm very grateful for you, dear listeners. Hi, very grateful for you, dear listeners. I'm Dad. Get out of my room. Oh, my God.